are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can also find me over at Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. And on today's podcast, basically the entire podcast is going to be a Millback podcast. I'm sorry about not having a podcast out yesterday. It just I was feeling really, uh, I guess you could say, burnt out. Need a day off real quick, and uh, you know, decided to take yesterday off and chill with my fiance and just relax for a minute. But I'm back today. It's gonna be Thursday, I believe. Yeah, Thursday. I'm back. Uh, and since we didn't get the mail back done on Wednesday, we're gonna have the entirety of Thursday's podcast via mail back. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But before we get into all your guys' questions that you guys sent in, and I did get a ton of questions on today's uh, podcast. I'm not. To be honest, I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of these. There is a legit a lot of questions that you guys sent in. So I don't know how many we'll be able to actually get through, but we'll try our best. But we have to talk about some of the news before we get into the questions. First of all, Saban Lee is returning to the Detroit Pistons on a three-year contract. Last I checked, we do not know the price or how much he's being paid per year. But we do know it's three years with a team option on the third year. And that's actually going to be something that we talk about either at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week. Uh, there's like a big plan going on with that, and we're going to dive into that. I think this is something big that we need to all talk about, or at least I'm going to bring to the table and talk about, and I can't wait to talk about that. I think that's going to take up an entire podcast. But just keep in mind, Saban Lee's contract has a team option on the third year. Um, along with that, we hear that a lot, of these, a lot of the rookies from this year, the past year, and even Sekou from three years ago, I believe it's now, it's all going to be participating in the Summer League. The only rookies that will not be participating in the Summer League, I believe, is Isaiah Livers because he's right now dealing with an injury that he suffered in college. If you guys followed Michigan basketball, you guys know caused him to miss the NCAA tournament. So he's still recovering from that injury, so he won't be participating. And also, Balsa, Balsa is that his name? Balsa Koprivica? I think I said it right. I think I might have said that right, just said it really slowly. Uh, but he also won't be participating either, and Isaiah Stewart also won't be participating as he recovers from that ankle injury. Dwayne Casey said it's not that bad. He honestly, if it was like a regular season game, it sounds like he would be trying to play. Uh, but since it's summer league, obviously, it's not that big of a deal. Just definitely don't want to force it. And updates on Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson. We have heard nothing on those two fronts. Uh, I Honestly, I think the longer we wait, and the longer we hear no news is good for the Pistons. It seems like a lot of teams have ran out of cap space. There's been, I think there's like two teams left with some real cap space. Uh, but outside of that, it doesn't look like there's many teams left with cap space. So I think it looks good for the Pistons. They won't have to overpay for either of these guys. It looks like both of their guys will be returning at some point. But as of right now, we do not have any offer sheets or any news with them. As So make sure you guys stay updated. Keep those notifications on with Woj, all the beat riders from the Pistons. To stay tuned with what happens with Frank Jackson and Hamadou Diallo. But all right, outside of that, I believe we covered all the news from today, and now we can finally get into the mailbag. Like I said, 
There were a lot of questions this week, so I do not know if we'll be able to get through all of them. So if I miss your question, just let me know and we'll put it on for next week. Because like like I said, there is a lot of questions. I don't think we'll be able to get through all of them. Um, and actually, one more thing before we get started. I've had a lot of success and been getting a lot of views and a lot more followers and just getting a lot more support from you guys. Uh, all kinds of people DMing me, all kinds of people messaging me on Twitter, all new followers. Like I'm getting all kinds of love and I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate all the love you guys have been showing me. How much you guys enjoy the podcast. I know it's a little bit of a struggle at the beginning. This is my first time doing it at the beginning. It was a little bit of a struggle. I was a little bit hesitant. wasn't so much myself. I think you guys have all watched me grow into my personality. And I think a lot of you guys obviously enjoy it. So that, that means a lot to me. I really love it. So I hope you guys continue to enjoy the podcast like you guys say you guys have been. So, But let's go ahead and have some fun with the mailbag. Uh, first question will be Victor Artuno. He says, I know Casey has said the team wants both Killian and Cade bringing the ball up and running the offense. However, do you think Killian or Cade would thrive more as an off-ball guard or two-guard? Um, I think both of them are good with the ball in their hands, obviously. If you had to make me pick one that would be good off-ball, it's obviously Cade. Cade is capable. That's the big thing about Cade, which is why I've never been worried about him and Killian's fit, is that Cade is really good on-ball, but he's also really freaking good off-ball. He's just, like, there's no holes in his offensive game. He's just he's just good anywhere you put him. You can plot him anywhere, and he's going to succeed. Now, should he have the ball in his hands if he want to really maximize his efforts? Obviously. But he's capable of being an off-guard as well, which is why I don't, I'm don't. i not really worried about their fit. So if I had to pick one guy that could be the off-ball or two-guard, it's obviously Cade. Even though I, I really do believe Casey, that it's pretty much going to be split down the middle. They're both going to be able to do whatever they want running the offense a fair share amount. So I, I'm not really worried about it. But yeah, if I had to pick one to be the two-guard, it would be Cade. Uh, next question is coming from my boy, my best friend Anthony. He says, does Cade win Rookie of the Year? I think he does. Um, I mean, I think the competition would obviously be Jalen Green with the Houston Rockets. I don't expect him to be really that good, and he's obviously going to put up the points, I think, if anything. If he doesn't do that, it sounds like there may be a problem. But Jalen Green will put up points, so I think that would be his competition. But, I, yeah, I think Cade wins rookie of the year. He's just that good, and he's going to have a huge role with the Pistons this year. They're giving him the keys. Uh, so, yeah, I think Cade wins rookie of the year. Um, next one is going to be from Merch Guy Jeff. He says, simple. What else would what else should the Pistons do to finish the offseason strong heading into the biggest season since the mid two thousands? Um, I would say resign both their guys, resign Frank Jackson and resign Hamadou Diallo. Uh, there's nothing else. They didn't use all their cap space. Basically, I believe they no, I believe they used the room exception uh, that they they were able to earn on Trey Lyles. And yeah, I, I, there's nothing really else they can do. I think the biggest thing they need to do right now is just simply resign their guys and Hamadou Diallo, Frank Jackson, get them back in. And, you know, start developing, uh, start working on that outside shot for the basically the entire team, which is what John Beeline seems to be working with already. And, yeah, just improve from within and get your guys back. I think that's the biggest thing they have to do from here on out. There's nothing else really they can do right now. Uh, next we got from Stephen Bryant. He says, actually, you know what? This question, Stephen, I really, really, really freaking like this one. I hope you're listening. I really like this question. We're going to save this one a little bit later because I, I, it's going to take me some time. And, honestly... If you want me to be honest, I'm still thinking about my answer for this, but we'll come back a little later for this one. Uh, the next one's from Andrew McFarland. <laughs> he says, is your AC fixed yet? You know what's funny about that, man? Is that when you sent this question, it was a yes. It was a yes at that time period. So four hours ago as I'm recording, this would be like 7.30 when you sent this to me. As of 7.30 p.m., I would have said yes to you. But me and my fiance went up to the AC like an hour ago and went to turn it on and we noticed that it's literally been on 77 all day. And we've had the AC on, on and off, on and off all day. And it just hasn't moved from 77. And before I came in here to record, it still was at 70, it went down to 76. So 
Is it fixed? I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on here, man. I'm going to have to call these guys out and have them come back out. Because this is getting ridiculous. I want my AC damn fixed, man. I'm tired of having to deal with it. Some days it works. Some days it doesn't. It's terrible. I don't know. So I guess the answer to your question is simply, I don't know yet. We'll have to to see. Um, This next one is from Trey Moffitt. He says, if you could only bring back one, who would it be? Hami, Frank, or JJ? I think you guys have asked me this question a lot. Uh, I have no problem answering it all the time because it definitely is probably one of the most intriguing questions of the offseason. I'm sure people haven't heard my answer every other time. But my answer is going to be Hami because I think JJ has... I think you pretty much know what Josh Jackson is going to be from now on. Um, I think he could be pretty good if he had a fully healthy season and was able to reel in his decision-making. But I don't know if we've really seen anything to believe that he can like really real in his decision making I feel like that's part like it's like a double-edged sword with Josh is that that's part of what makes him really good at getting to the rim but it's also what keeps him back from being like a great player and I just I just don't know if he'll ever be able to reel that in so I think we pretty much know what Josh is going to be Frank is pretty damn solid in his role uh he could become something better he I mean he's young as well so who knows what he'll become but I don't think it's really a really a, a conversation about who has the most potential out of these two and that's Tommy. And since you're not really trying to win it all this year, if you're trying to say win it this year, I probably would pick Frank Jackson because Frank Jackson fills a need that the Pistons really need in shooting and shot creation. But Hami is, I think Hami's still the better player right now. And also he has a boatload of potential. So I think it has to be Hamadou Diallo. If you have, if you made me pick th- one of the three for the Pistons this year, it has to be Hamadou Diallo. Or not this year, moving forward in totality. So we answered a lot of questions, I feel like, in that first segment. And still, we have a boatload of questions to go. Again, I don't know if we're going to get to all of them, but we'll try our hardest. Before we get into any more questions, though, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. You ever need a part for your car? Head to the store. Go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you that they don't have the part that you're looking for? I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems and rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using your phone at using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? And know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So when you guys will be listening to this podcast, I believe we will be three days away from the summer league, and I just I can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. I can't wait, man. It's about to be it's about to be lit. We're about to be treating this summer league like the Lakers did when they drafted Lonzo and they won that the championship. And Magic Johnson whole came out like basically acting like they were about to raise the banner or something. It was like this is the start of what we're bringing back in LA, and everyone laughed at them when they did that. At that point, yeah, everyone's gonna be laughing at us this year because that's that's basically what we're gonna be feeling like, and I feel like we all are prepared for that anyways. And I don't care. I think it's great. I think it's great now that I'm actually a part of it. Looking at it from outside, looking at the L.A. Lakers, it was funny as hell. We made fun of them. But now that you're involved in it, we want that championship, man. It's going to be a big deal when it happens, too. Uh, But anyways, let's go ahead and get back into the questions. This one, we're going to answer your question now, Steven. I'm going to be honest. When I read this question, I need you guys to let me know if you guys... Follow me on Twitter at KukaHillNBA. Please let me know if you guys really understand what he's saying. Because I kind of feel like I understand what he's saying. But I, I still am somewhat confused. But So he says, and once again, I think this is the best question I've ever been asked. This is one of the most fun questions ever. He says, build a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the current roster. Who is the peanut butter? Who is the jelly? And what flavor of jelly? Because that matters. And who is the bread? Okay. 
Alright, so <laughs> this is tough. Okay. So for me, if I'm making a peanut butter and jelly, the peanut butter is by far the most important part. There's there's no you there's that's the most important part. Because I can do a peanut butter and honey sandwich. I can do that. I can even do a peanut butter sandwich. I there's no way in hell I'm doing a jelly sandwich. And I'm definitely not doing no jelly and honey sandwich. So the peanut butter off top, most important thing. So peanut butter, we're doing Kay Cunningham. Kay Cunningham is the peanut butter of this team. He's the most important part. He's the best one. Uh, all that. So he's the peanut butter of the team. The jelly. Okay. Who, who is the jelly? So the jelly would have to be, I mean, I would eat a peanut butter sandwich, but it's not like that's something I would prefer. I would like to have a secondary flavor with it, and whether that's honey or jelly. So I guess we'd have to go with, like, the second person because it would be, like, the second most important piece or, like, the... The second best player or whatever. So I think Jeremy Grant would have to fit in with this jelly. And the jelly 100%. The brand is Smuckers. I don't want to hear nothing from all you guys. If you guys have a different brand, let me know. But you guys are tasting disgustingness. Because Smuckers is the way to go. Anything else? Nope. What's the other one? Actually, there's another one. What's what's this other one? that I remember my mom used to have this one. What was it? Welch's, I think it was. That Welch's. Trash. Can't do it. So if you ain't, if you ain't having Smuckers jelly, you ain't having jelly for real. And then... Let's go ahead and say, okay, so the bread is what holds it all together. The bread is what, like, keeps it all together and really makes it a sandwich. So, this is this is tough. This is, like, such a fun question, but I really don't know where to go here. Okay, so for the bread that holds it all together, I mean, I kind of want to go, like, Dwayne Casey, but he's not really a part of the roster. You know what? We're going to go on a hot take. I think this is going to be somewhat of a hot take for you guys listening. We're going to go with Killian Hayes as the, as the bread, not the peanut butter, the bread. We got Kate as the peanut butter because the most important part of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We got the jelly being Jeremy Grant. And then the bread being Killian Hayes because Killian Hayes is going to be the point guard. He's the one creating for everybody. He's the one that's going to have to keep the team together and has to run the team. I think he's going to have to do that more than Kill, uh, even Kate have to do. So that's my answer. The peanut butter, we got Cade. We got jelly with Jeremy Grant. And the bread is going to be Killian Hayes. That right there is my favorite question ever asked by far. That was so much fun <laughs> to answer. But Stephen Bryant, actually, you know what? You get brownie points from me, man. If, if you listen to this, make sure you let me know you have brownie points, and I'll do something like special for you in one of these days. Okay, but next question is going to be from Big Dog Pistons. He says, "Can the Pistons trade Magruder, and the team that receives him can just waive him, saving them some money?" Um, right now, I want to say yes. I believe they can do that because his contract is not expi- uh, the little deadline is not till the fifteenth. So as long as I trim before then and then get him, they the other team can waive him. I do believe that's the case. Um, I'm almost 99% sure that's the case. But I guess I can't ask people after this uh, if, if that's the case. But I'm legit almost 99% sure you can do that because it's basically what the Pistons did with Corey Joseph. They traded him before the deadline. They were still able to waive and, and receive, what was that, that $10 million uh, uh, cutoff. It went from, what was it, like $12 million to $2 million for Corey Joseph. So I'm almost 99% sure they could do that. Uh, yeah. But the next question is also from Big Dog Pistons. He says, why do you like Sekou so much? I mean, he's not played a lot. Is it just his NBA measurements? So look, how much, where are we at in this time? How much time do I got in this segment before we move on? Okay, let me give you guys, if you guys never understood why I like Sekou, I believe I said this at the very beginning when I did this podcast. And if you guys have followed me on Twitter for a while, you guys should get a, heavy, a good idea of this. But let me just give you my timeline of why I like Sekou so much. So when Sekou was first drafted, everyone was calling him the, the savior of the team. Okay. I thought that was way overblown. When he had started to have that hot streak, when he came up from the G League for those two weeks and he was just lighting the league on fire, everyone was anointing him already. 
Me, however, was saying, listen, he's still struggling to do some things. He needs a lot of things that he has to improve on. I'm not as high on him as you guys, okay? We need to, like, temper expectations. That's where I was with Sekou. Then, the thing is, I watched the pendulum completely swing, and everyone just completely give up on him in, like, a matter of weeks. And this is my thing with, with players, is that a few weeks don't make, make or break a player. And the thing that really gets me about Sekou that I don't get is that when he was drafted, it was known that he was going to be a project. And I feel like this team and these fans and everyone who tries to talk about Sekou don't really understand what the hell a project is. A project is not someone that, that breaks out after one year or two years. A project, quite literally, is someone who takes like four years. So right now, I feel like we're even rushing the development of Sekou. But anyway, that, that's neither here or there. My, the reason why I like Sekou so much is because I feel like everyone has given up on him when when we knew that he was going to be a project. So now I feel like he's not getting fair treatment. So I have to be the one that gives him fair treatment. Is there things he has to work on? Yes. Does he need to get better? Yes. Has he shown minimal improvement over the course of his career? Yes. Did he show major improvement, in my opinion, over the last third of last season? Yes. I just feel like I have to be the one here who like talks highly of Seiki because it's very clear that he has potential. It's very clearly that he has a high ceiling. Like this dude, he shows all kinds of things that he can do. He has a bunch of raw talent. But he was a project. You have to develop him. And I, this is what happens with all kinds of fans. I say, I've said this before on the podcast. Once you're a rookie, you're the new shiny toy. When the new rookies come in, you're no longer the new shiny toy. We don't care about you. And that's what happened with Seiku. So when he was drafted, he was supposed to be a project. And I'm sticking to that. I'm evaluating him like that. I'm not going to like turn my back on him and call him a bust already when we knew what we were getting ourselves into. We're not even giving him the fair chance. Like I said uh, after the season, Seiku hasn't even played as many minutes as Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey's a rookie. And Sadiq Bey played more minutes in Seiku's career. Like, come on, you got to give him a fair shot. And that's why I like Seiku so much, because one, I see his potential. Two, I like what he brings to the table. I've become more higher on him. And third, I just have to be fair, because I feel like people aren't being fair to him. So that's why it seems like that I'm more uh, heavy heavy Seiku than everybody else. Don't get me wrong, I, I do just like Seiku the play. I really do think, I'm really high on him. I really do think he has a high ceiling. But also, it's just because I, I see other people just haven't been very fair to him. And they're not evaluating him correctly. Uh, that's why I'm high on Seiku. That was a long answer, but you you know what you're doing when you ask me about Seiku. I have to give long answers. Um, all right, next one. I think this will be the last one of this segment, then we'll try to get to the next one. This was, what would the return on a Josh Jackson trade look like? Honestly, I have no clue. That one was from Detroit Dynasty, by the way. Um, I have no clue. Mason Plumlee, I thought, was would get them, like, with a second-round pick, a late first-rounder, and he they had to move back 20 spots. So, I, I don't know. I think Josh could net you an early second round pick. At the actually, yeah, a late a second round pick. I almost was going to say a late first, but I just I don't know. I mean, I think he's on a bargain enough contract to where teams would want to take him on, and he's pretty good defensively, and he brings stuff to the table. It's just that I don't think I don't think contenders or good teams will want him as part of the rotation. I don't know if he's proven that yet, and those are the teams that have the late round, late first round picks. I don't know if they'd give that up for him. So I think it would be like an early second round pick that would uh, the Pistons could trade Josh for. That That's just my base without doing any digging or anything. That would just be my guess of what uh, they could get for Josh. And okay, I feel like we've answered a lot of questions so far, like I said earlier. But we still got a boatload to go. We'll try to get as many as we can in this final segment. But before we get into any more questions, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Bellline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL and NBA season might be over, but the MLB is still in full swing. 
Even if you don't want to bet on sports, however, you can take your adventures beyond that with BetOnline. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's see how many questions we can get in this final segment of the podcast. See if we can finish all of them. I doubt it, uh, but let's see how many we can actually get done. This one is from Jeff Koenig. He says, what are your top three developmental things you'd like to see coming out of Summer League? Okay, I have three things for you off the dome. Easy. Uh, number one, Seku. I want to see Seku continue to show that he actually has improved around the rim, and that's like a legit part of his game. I wrote about nonstop uh not nonstop, but I wrote about it a lot in his, I believe it was like my recap of his season, the final third of his season for Detroit Bad Boys. Like I believe it was last month I wrote it, or a month and a half ago I wrote it. Uh, that was the main thing about how well he was finishing around the rim. I compared it to other guys like Jeremy Grant, Paul George, Julius Randle, all guys that he was shooting a higher percentage on around the rim in that final third of the season. So I want him to show us during the summer league that that was not a fluke. That's something that he actually has improved on. And it sounds like Dwayne Casey... Already said that's basically not a fluke because when he was interviewed today about it, that was one of the things he instantly said. He said Seku's showing ability to finish around the rim that he didn't have early on in his career. So it seems like that is an improvement that he's that he actually has taken. But I just like would I'd like to see it in summer league just to uh, turn it up a notch. Uh, next one, I'd like to see Killian Hayes shoot well from beyond the arc or just simply shoot the ball well in general. I'm not going to say finishing around the rim right now. If you're making me pick one thing. I want to see him start hitting outside shots, mid-range shots, maybe even runners, three-point shots, his step back. I want to see him show confidence in his jump shot and see him start hitting some of these. That, that's what I would really like to see from Killian uh, in the summer league. And lastly, I'd like to see how Sadiq Bey plays with Sekou, uh, Killian Hayes, and Kate Cunningham. I've been on Sadiq's case all summer. I've been talking about nonstop to you guys about how I really want Sadiq to like sell into a role because when he tries to do too much, it really really never turns out to be a good thing. Uh, I'd like to see Cade and Killian try to get ready for the season, I should say, I guess, and and kind of like put Sadiq, or not put Sadiq, but like settle him into the role that he's going to be in. Hopefully he like settles into that 3 and D role and, and is not trying to do too much, and is not even being asked to do too much. Even in Summer League with these other ball handlers on the team, I hope he kind of settles into that role. That's what I would like to see from Sadiq. So those are my three developmental uh, things I'd like to see in Summer League. Uh, that is all on this tweet. Now we move on to the next tweet I made. This one is from Bryce at Motor City Hoops. You guys all know who Bryce is. He's been on the podcast many, 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 many times. He says, I feel like my guy Frank Jackson is outside the rotation with a lot of the Detroit fans. Do you see the scenario where this actually happens? For me, no. The thing is, I, I just, I don't know. Because I, I really thought they would trade Josh Jackson. Because I just, I, there's no room in the rotation for all of them. And they desperately need Frank Jackson shooting. First of all, I just refuse to believe they sit Frank Jackson down. I think Dwayne Casey really likes him. I think Troy River really likes him. And he brings a skill set that they desperately need. So I think there's no way Frank Jackson doesn't play. There's zero way. I, I just, I can't believe, I can't see a scenario where that actually happens. If anything, Josh just doesn't play. But even then, it's like, I, I don't know how they have all three of him, Hami, and Josh, and, and one of them doesn't play. Like, I feel like it's just a tough sell. To be like, hey, you're not playing. I don't, I don't feel like you can say that to one of these guys. So it's like, I don't know. But do I see Frank Jackson being the one that actually ends up having to be out the rotation? Hell no. I just, I can't see that happening. He brings a skill set that they desperately need, and he, he was showing some legit, legit signs last year, more so than Josh, I think. 
so uh, no, if anyone, it's gonna have to be Josh in my opinion. Next one is from Pistons Mark four nine two three. He says, based on the amount, based on the amount home signed for, do you think it would have been a better to target him over Olenek or Linick? I need to start saying. I'm saying I've been saying his name wrong. I don't know why. Or do you think the fit with Olenek is better? Um, this is the thing. You guys know I wanted a bouncy guy, a lob threat, a guy who can go get the ball on all kinds of different alley oops and has his catch radius all over the place and you know can defend the rim, etc. You guys know that's what I wanted, but there it it's it's hard because both of them are good fits. I don't think either one is like more of a fit because it just depends on how you want to go about the team. If you want the rim running big, if you want to put pressure on the rim like that type of way, then Santon uh the not not Santonio Holmes, Rashawn Holmes is your pick. If you want to spread the floor and play five out and space the floor as much as possible and open up driving lanes for all your guards, then Kelly Olenek is your pick. I mean, it's just like whichever way you want to go about it. I think both ways succeed, and both of them are useful in, in their own ways. So it's just really about which one you want to go with. So obviously the Pistons thought Kelly Olenek was a better route to go. They needed the shooting. I understand that. So I can't say that Holmes would be a better fit because I understand that Kelly Olenek's uh, skill set that he brings is, is also a good fit, just in a different way. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't answer that question. If you had to ask me which one I would have picked, I probably would have wanted Holmes because, I, like I said, you guys know I've wanted the bouncy lob threat. But, I, like I said, I can't say that they were wrong with the Olympic signing because I that makes just as much sense as what I've wanted. So I don't know, man. I can't, I can't really, I can't really uh, answer that, to be honest. But, anyways, next question is from Sonny, who says, uh, Haiku for the mailbag. What kind of numbers should we expect to see from Kate in his rookie season for fantasy purposes? Um, I would say, um, I would say my realistic expectations would be like 18, 6, and 5 for, uh, Kay Cunningham. That's what I think he could do. 18, 6, and 5. He could do better than that, but I think I'll be fair and try to stay on the lower side of optimism and go 18, 6, and 5. But also, before we continue, I just want to let you know that I'm not a fancy guy. I don't play fancy basketball, so I could, I, I don't come to me for your fancy basketball advice because I will have you screwed up. I will screw your team over. Fancy football? I, I play fancy football. You know what? Actually, let me quick story time. Fancy football league two years ago. I'm in the finals, and I think I have it wrapped up. I'm up like 30 points. Aaron Jones rips off two like 70 yard touchdowns in the fourth quarter and sends me home, and I almost wanted to cry. I know that's a random story to tell on a basketball podcast, but fancy it's, the fancy uh, sports just got brought up, and that it still hurts me to this day that I didn't get that ring. It hurts. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> let's move on. The next one is from Joe Knopf. I believe I said it right. He says, do you see Kay Cunningham spending the majority of his career in Detroit? Yeah, I hope so. I pray, please. I, I, I hope. I hope the Pistons do what they need to do to keep him around. I hope they win a lot. Hopefully, hopefully they win a championship. I hope they do everything they need to do to keep Cade in Detroit for the majority of his career. So yeah, I think so. And this one will be the last question we answer. I don't want to make this podcast too long. I just want to let you guys know, if I did not answer your question, that did not mean I did not see it. Trust me, I see the questions here. I just, we're running out of time. I don't want this to be too long of a podcast. So we'll definitely, if you guys want that still answered, make sure you guys remind me next week and I'll be sure to answer it next week. But this one is going to be from Justin Deersberg. I believe I said it right. Uh, He says, what will be the Pistons next move? If the Pistons sign their three restricted free agents, the Pistons only have one open roster spot, one open two-way contract spot for their three second-round picks. Um, I think their next move is to resign Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson. After that, who knows what they do. I, I see the roster spots. I know they only have one uh, two-way contract spot open right now because they gave it to, I believe his name was Chris Smith. They gave one of the other ones to. 
So I know that they still have some decisions to make. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but their next move, I think it easily is just Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson try to get them re-signed to a good contract, and then we'll take it from there. I think that's the Pistons' plan as of right now. But thank you guys all for sending in questions for the mailbag. I really appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun. Stephen Bryant, that question about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, absolutely all-timer. You guys need to take some notes, man. Send in some fun questions, too. It doesn't have to be just Pistons. You guys can send me about the NBA, any kind of sport, life, anything. Just, like, make it fun sometimes, man. We can all laugh and chill and lay back every now and then. We don't have to be all stressed about the Pistons nonstop. Like, sheesh, man. Now nah, I'm just playing with y'all. But definitely, if you guys want to send some fun questions, then you guys can do that as well. But if you haven't already, make sure you go down below and follow the podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and leave a review as well. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at MBA. Also, follow the podcast on Twitter, at Pistons. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you guys, all the love you guys have been showing me over the last few weeks. It really does mean a lot. I appreciate all of it. And until the next podcast, I'll catch you guys later. Peace out, everybody.